Oh, 
Well, amen. John chapter number 9. Sometimes you don't feel like you should preach. Thank the Lord for Jesus. I appreciate Brother John and Kirsten's song going along with the message and the kids. Glad I'm saved. Amen. I'd rather be a Christian than anything. If you're not saved this morning, you say, I don't understand. I don't understand all the shouting and all the... When you got something on the inside of you doing somersaults, you can't help but shout. But if you ain't got the Holy Ghost inside of you, then there's a devil in there that's just grieved. And when, and when that devil's grieved, you're grieved. And when you're saved and the Holy Ghost is doing somersaults, there's, it, it puts a happiness. Some people shout, some people cry. Some people run. I almost did. I was worried about some of y'all getting nervous. I'm glad I'm saved. John 9, verse number 1, Jesus passed by. He saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? In other words, he was another man. Amen? He was different. And some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore it said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? I like what he answered. He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Perfect picture of salvation. Amen? Father in heaven, I sure love you and thank you, Lord, for the good day we've had thus far. I do pray for the help of God and the Holy Ghost in preaching. And Father, I pray that, Lord, if there would be anybody here today that's lost and not saved, that they would be saved before it's eternally too late. Thank you so much for the sweet Holy Ghost and His presence. Thank you, dear God, for the sweet spirit that's in this place this morning. And how we sure love you and praise you. Help me as I try to honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. He said down there, he said, a man that is is called Jesus. Amen? In other words, uh, how did you receive this sight? I mean, you were blind. You was sitting there, a beggar, if you would, on the side of a road or in front of a, the temple, wherever he might have been. Uh, and now he's not that way anymore. And can I say to you, dear friend, that ought to be the testimony of every single one of us this morning. I mean, the world and your family and everybody else ought to be able to look at you and say, hey, what's different about you? Uh, how come you ain't
ain't doing what you used to do? Uh, how come you're not living how you used to live? And uh, what happened to you? We ought to be able to all say this morning, there's a man called Jesus, amen, uh, a man called Jesus uh, that changed our life. Uh, I'll say to you, dear friend, why do we live the Christian life? Because of Jesus. I mean, somebody will say, why do you go to church? We ought to say because of Jesus. Uh, uh, why do you, uh, why, why do you uh, uh, tell others uh, uh, about Jesus? Because of Jesus. Uh, why do we care and love others? Because of Jesus. Uh, why are we blessed to the fullest? Uh, because of Jesus. Uh, why do we have eternal life? Because of Jesus. Uh, why are we in the house of God this morning? Because of Jesus. Uh, why do we raise our family for God? Because of Jesus. Uh, if it wasn't for Jesus, uh, none of us would be where we are today. And I say to you, dear friend, thank God for Jesus. A man called Jesus, you either love him or hate him. You either want him or you don't. There ain't no in between. The Bible said down there in Luke 16, 13, he said, no servant can serve two masters. You hear that? Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And I say to you, dear friend, this morning, I'd rather hold on to Jesus than I would the devil. I'd rather hold on to Jesus than I would the world. And I say to you today, dear friend, there's nobody like this man called Jesus, yet many are trying to serve him and serve the world at the same time. You cannot do it. You ain't going to do it, amen? You ain't going to hold on to the world by one hand and hold on to God by the other hand. It ain't going to happen. You cannot serve two mistresses. And why would anybody that is saved desire for them and their family to serve the world when there's no comparison to this one called Jesus? There ain't nobody like him, amen? The only reason that I get to serve the Lord is because of Jesus. The only reason I got the family I got is because of Jesus. It ain't because of me, dear friend. Hang around me, you'll see all my faults. But there's a God in heaven, hallelujah, where the Holy Ghost of God draw them and speak to them and woo them. And I say to you this morning, thank God. Thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. I like what Willard Thomas wrote. He said this. He said he came from the glory of the Father on high to be rejected, to bleed, and to die. He walked in the sea of troubled hearts to steal. The winds and the waves bowed down to his will. He went to a funeral in the city of Nain, and a weeping mother was made glad again. He went through Samaria and sat on the well to help a poor woman and save her from hell. At the tomb of Lazarus, he wept like a man. Then he raised him with his mighty hand. He went to a wedding to show them a sign. He spoke a word and turned water to wine. He died on the cross in suffering and pain and the veil of the temple was rent in twain. In Joseph's new tomb his body was laid and forever the sin debt was marked fully paid. From the mountain of olives he ascended on high as he rode a cloud up through the sky and he said he'd return to catch us away and then we'll be with him forever to stay. And I tell you this morning I'm preaching on this. A man called Jesus. Oh, dear friend, there's no man like him. Let me give you some real simple points. This ain't nothing new. There ain't nothing new in the sun. And I'll just try to encourage you this morning. A man called Jesus came to this earth through a virgin. Now, there are many that don't believe it. But I say to you this morning, dear friend, I believe it. 
I choose to believe in the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is no one since then that has ever been born that way. And there'll ever never be anybody that'll ever be born that way again. The Bible said in Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. He said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Luke chapter number 1, verse 35, And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest, here it is, shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Can I say to you, dear friend, he's the Son of God, for he was, for if he was the Son of Man, then he would have man's blood, which is a sinful blood, but instead he has royal, sinless blood, because he came from the Father on high, through the power of the Holy Ghost, and a virgin who never knew a man. Amen. And God himself, God himself, you got that church? God himself came to this earth through the power of the Holy Ghost and was made flesh and dwelt among us. I say to you, we wasn't worth it. In our eyes, we wasn't worth it. But in his eyes, we were. Amen. There are those that would speak evil of this one called Mary. There are those that would lift her up to the status of being next to God. But the truth of the matter is this. She was a lowly, poor virgin girl that was highly favored by God and used as a vessel to birth the Son of God. Don't try to scientifically explain it. Just believe it. This man called Jesus was born of a virgin that he might take on flesh, place in the womb through the power of the Holy Ghost, that he might be deity, if you would, uh, God wrapped in flesh. I like what the Bible verse says over there in John 1.14. It said, And the Word was made flesh and, the f and flesh, I'm sorry, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. He said, In the beginning was the Word. You know who that is? He said down there, And the Word was God. A man called Jesus came to this earth, dear friend, through a virgin number two. A man called Jesus, those that one that we adore, the one that we worship, the one that we shout about, the one that we sing about, the one that we preach about, the one that we live for, and we could go on and on. A man called Jesus lived on this earth to be a sinless sacrifice. The Bible said down there in Ephesians 5, 2, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. He said down there in 1 Corinthians, 5 7 he said purge out therefore the old leaven that ye may be a new lump as ye are unleavened for even Christ our Passover is sacrifice for us you get that amen he said in Hebrews 10 12 but this man after that he had offered one sacrifice forever the Bible said down there sat down for sins forever sat down on the right hand of God you know what that means that means that sacrifice for the sins of the world was none other than this man called Jesus. He sat down. That means it's finished. We don't need any other sacrifice. We don't need any other work. There's nothing you can do to redeem heaven. It's already been redeemed for you. And the one called Jesus is the one that was the sacrifice for your sins and mine. Who could forgive your sin and my sin? Nobody but this man called Jesus. Who lived on the earth a sinless a holy sacrifice. May I say to you, no one but this man called Jesus who had the ability, the strength, and the power to be a sacrifice. Nobody but this man called Jesus. First Peter 2.22 Here's what it said. Who did no sin 
Neither was God found in his mouth. Christ gave himself to die for us and the death of Christ was a great sacrifice and atonement. It was an offering and a sacrifice to God for us. Amen. You don't deserve it. You weren't worth it. He thought you was. And I say hallelujah to God. Dear friend, when the children of Israel bought that sacrificial lamb to the altar, it had to be a spotless lamb with no blemish. Not even a little mark. Which is a picture and type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like a, a, a dirty spotted lamb could not be used as a sacrifice, dear friend. Neither could a dirty spotted human or, or anything else be used as a sacrifice. There's only one. I say only one. That could be the lamb. And that is this man called Jesus, friend. I don't understand all these other so-called religions that are looking to a man instead of looking to Jesus. They're trying to figure out another way to get to heaven. But I say to you, dear friend, there is no other way. He is the only way. He is the one that was born of a virgin. He is the one that was a sacrifice for your sins and for my sins. So he came to the earth through a virgin. He lived on this earth as a sinless sacrifice. Number three, a man called Jesus died on this earth for your sins and mine. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 15, 3, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. Amen? According to the Scriptures, there's not a person upon the face of this planet that is, that, that is perfect. There's not a person on the face of, this, face of this planet that has never sinned. Every single one of us here, every individual upon the planet is a sinner and on their way to a devil's hell. But there's a God in heaven named Jesus. Amen? said, I'll take care of that sin. I'll die for their sin. It said, for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That man called Jesus' friend. The Bible said he didn't know any sin. He never sinned. Then why did he die on the cross for the sin's world? The only answer is that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He knew that the only way that you and I could ever go to heaven is if he left his soul, came to this earth, died a holy sacrifice for your sins and all sins. May I ask how in the world would anybody on this earth ever say no to something like that? There's not a person on this earth, dear friend, that ever go to heaven unless their sins have been washed in the blood of Jesus. And they have been made the righteousness of God through this man called Jesus. The Bible says, for all have sinned. That's everybody. Come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. First uh, Peter 2.24, he said, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin uh, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. It's plain and simple, church. He did it for you and I. The Bible said in Luke 23.33, when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. Uh, and the malefactors, one on the right hand, the other on the left, uh, Calvary is the place where God chose, dear friend, to take our place and die for our sins. And the only, I say only this man called Jesus is the only one that could take our place. Nobody else could pay that payment. Your mama couldn't do it. Your daddy couldn't do it. Your preacher couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Only Jesus, friend, could do it. Isaiah 53, 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of what? Us all. 
I'll say to you, dear friend, he took my sin, he took your sin, he took the world's sins, he died for everybody's sins. That's the man called Jesus. What would, what would we have to look forward to had he not died for our sins? Only hell. What would we be our future had he not died for our sins? The lake of fire. What would we be? What would be the reason if you would? What would be the reason for living if he had not died for our sins? It would be devastating, dear friend. It would be awful. Oh, but now because of salvation and because of the forgiveness of the blood of Jesus Christ, we have something to live for. Amen. We have something to look forward to. This is not the end right here. Whenever we pass away from this earth, that's just the beginning. Hallelujah. That's when we go to heaven. Be with our Lord. Why? Because he died for our sins. He came to this earth through a virgin. He lived on this earth a sinless sacrifice. He died on this earth for our sin. Number four, a man called Jesus, dear friend, went to the center of earth and took our payment in hell. Now I want to say to you, dear friend, it ain't like me and you might think. He wasn't down there screaming and crying and burning like a worm like that bunch is today. Oh no, dear friend, I'll give it to you. The Bible said in Matthew 12, 40, for as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man, the Bible said, be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He said in Psalm 16 verse 10 for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. He said in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 9 now he that ascendeth what is but he that also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. So there is nobody, I said there is nobody that ever went to hell dear friend and got out except this man called Jesus. Dear friend, this man called Jesus took our payment in hell for us so that we don't have to go. And while he was there in the heart of the earth, dear friend, for three days and three nights, he took charge and he preached and he led captivity captive. The Bible said over there, Colossians 2.15, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. You know what he did? He went down there and preached to that bunch and told them, I told you, I said who I was. Didn't I tell you I was he? And they said, look at here, this is the one you didn't want to believe in. You didn't believe in me, did you? Watch this. As he snatches the keys of death, hell, and the grave from the devil. You didn't think I was. Oh yeah, nobody's left this place, but watch this. I'm going to lead captivity captive, and we're getting out of here because I am he. I am the one. There ain't nobody that can do what I can do. And he left that place and he showed them openly. He mocked them. The Bible said down there in 1 Peter 3, 19, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Ephesians 4, 8, the Bible said, Wherefore he saith when he ascendeth up on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto them, unto men. Let me say to you, dear friend, he lived on this earth openly with no sin. He died on this earth openly before all. He took our payment in hell openly, triumphing over the evil powers of darkness while in charge the whole time. May I say to you, dear friend, this morning he took our hell so that we don't have to go to hell. I don't understand why, we would, why in the world he would even create us. Why would he create something that he knows he's got to die for? Yet he did it anyway. Knowing what he would have to do when it comes to sin and also knowing what he would have to do for you and I because of sin. Yet only one man could do that. This man called Jesus. He came to the earth through a virgin. This man called Jesus. He lived on this earth a sinless sacrifice. This man called Jesus died on the earth for our sins. This man called Jesus took our hell in the center of the earth. This man called Jesus, number five, resurrected on this earth. 
Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. We won't go there for time, but Luke 24, you can read where the angels told them that came to the tomb. said, He's not risen. Amen. He's not here. I'm sorry. He's not here. He is risen. He ain't here anymore. Amen. I like the old poem. It says this. He's done exactly what he said he would do. The Lord is always faithful and his word is always true. His power never changes. He's still on the throne. He still loves his children and his blood still atones. Early in the morning at the breaking of day, Mary and the others found the stone rolled away. God's holy angel gave this message true that he's done exactly what he said he would do. He said he'd be with us in each trying hour. If we only trust him, he'll send his holy power. He knows every burden in each rocky mile, and he knows how to strengthen and comfort his child. Like a thief in the night, he'll steal his bride away. Oh, be ready then to meet him, for he may come today. He'll take us to heaven, that fair city will view, and he'll do exactly what he said he would do. And I say to you, dear friend, there are still those today that say there is no resurrection. And I say to you, dear friend, there is no resurrection except for this man called Jesus and all those that believe in him. Everybody that's passed on before us, they will rise from the dead. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, I like that, amen. Over there in 1 Corinthians 15, the Bible teaches us that if Christ be not risen, then your preaching is vain. We may as well not even be here. If Christ be not risen, your faith is vain. If Christ be not risen, then you are false witnesses. He's saying your faith is vain. You are yet in your sin. You are, you are dead in your sin. If you would, you may as well leave out of this place. Go live like a devil and die, friend, if you would, if Christ be not risen. But I say to you, Pilate ignored it. The soldiers tried to kill it. The Pharisees made up lies about it. But the man called Jesus proved it. Amen. He is risen and he is very much alive. He said, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. You say, where is that? He's in heaven, amen. Waiting for the Father to say, go get your children. Hallelujah. And I say to you, dear friend, he is alive. Came to this earth through a virgin. He lived on this earth a sinless sacrifice. He died on this earth for your sins and mine. He went to the heart of this earth for you and I. Took our payment. This man called Jesus resurrected on the earth. And this last one, this man called Jesus is coming back. There's a world out there that don't believe it. Oh, he's coming back. There's the people out there that live like he ain't never coming. Oh, he's coming. He's not coming back as a baby. He's not coming back as a lowly shepherd. He's not coming back as a preacher. He's not coming back as a teacher. He's not coming back as a sweet little Jesus boy. But he's coming back as a king. The king of kings that will rule and reign on this earth with a rod of iron. Amen. Revelation 19.11 I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. He that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. I'll say to you dear friend, there's coming a day when the Lord will call his children home. We refer it as to the rapture. That means when all the saved are getting out of here, hallelujah, with a call up in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, and there will be destruction, tribulation, and chaos such as this world has never known. If he come right now, I wonder how many of y'all be left behind. If he come right now, all of a sudden we's gone. There's some of y'all sitting here. You ain't seen tribulation and chaos like you're going to see.
Is, uh, can I say to you, uh, uh, then the Bible teaches that there's going to be tribulation for seven years. Israel will be compassed with armies. When this happens, the Lord will come back personally with the called, with the faithful, with the chosen, and He shall reign on the earth. The Bible said in Revelation 11, 15, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, uh, The kingdom of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. Daniel 7, 14, And there was given Him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages shall serve Him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and His kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. There are those today that do not believe in the millennial reign of Christ uh, that he'll reign on the earth for a thousand years as a matter of fact they think the earth is going to get better and better until Christ comes is it not obvious that the world is not getting better but instead it's getting worse and may I say to you dear friend it's going to continue to get worse until the king of kings comes back to this earth dear friend on a literal earth steps his foot down the man of olives spits that girl wide open amen goes into Jerusalem and rules and reigns and this place friend will be under his reign under his rule and they will do right Happy day. Acts 1.11 said, Which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus. Who? A man called Jesus. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. You know how he left out of here? He left out of here on a cloud. You know how he's coming back? Daniel 7.13 and 14, I saw a night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. Amen. That old cloud's parked there in heaven somewhere. And he's fixing to get ready to step out on it. Hallelujah. And I'm looking forward to it, dear friend. And came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him, and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all the people, nations, and language should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. His kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. Dear friend, listen to me. He is coming. But he's coming with power and glory. And he ain't some long-haired, sweet, sissified, queer-looking Jesus. Amen. He's got fire in his eyes. So and he's, got, he's, got, he's, got, he's got a sword. He stomps. He's destroying. Blood runs to the horse's bridle. Don't sound like no sweet Jesus to me. But he's coming. Whoever's playing the piano, if you could come, start playing. I'm done. The Bible said over there in Matthew 13, 26, and then shall they see the Son of Man. Listen to this. They're going to see him. They're going to see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Hey, it ain't no UFO they're going to be looking at. It's going to be a king on a, on a white horse. This man called Jesus is coming back. And I say to you, dear friend, you listening? You better be ready. You better be ready. You can come play church if you want to. You can come in here and you can look pious and religious and you can make everybody think that you're something special. But there's a God in heaven that He knows if you're saved or not. He knows if you got the Holy Ghost or not. There ain't no way that I'd leave without this building if the Spirit of God was a deal with my heart and drawing me to this man called Jesus. This man called Jesus was born a virgin. 
He lived a sinless sacrifice. He died for our sins. He took our payment in hell. He resurrected himself from the dead. And one day he's coming back. And he's coming back to rule and reign this earth. And I ask you the question, dear friend, are you saved? If you died right now, would you go to heaven? If the Holy Ghost, if God in heaven, I should say, told Jesus, go get your children, and that great trump sounded, we're out of here, and you were left behind. You say, oh, I'll get saved then. No, you won't. Not according to the Bible. According to the Bible, you'll believe a lie. According to the Bible, you're doomed. And if I was you, I'd give my heart to Jesus. Visitor, member, whoever you are, if you've never trusted in this one called Jesus, you better do it today. Let's all bow our head and close our eyes just for a moment. No one looking around. Preacher's coming. No one looking around. Maybe there's someone here this morning. You say, Preacher, if I died, I don't know for sure I'd go to heaven. Maybe you're at the altar. You need somebody to pray with you. You just slip your hand up. We'll get somebody. Anybody here this morning, you slip your hand up. No one looking around. Preacher, I'm concerned about my soul. If I died today, I don't know I'd go to heaven. Anybody like that this morning? You slip your hand up quietly. No one looking around. Preacher, pray for me. I'm not sure if I'm saved. Come on, why don't you be honest? You'll never make me believe in a crowd this big that there ain't some here lost. You mean tell me you'd rather leave this place take a chance on dying and going to hell? Anybody here this morning? God bless you. Thank you. Anybody else this morning? You lift your hand up and say, Preacher, if I died, I don't know for sure. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to pray for you. I see you. I'm going to pray for you. But you know the best thing you could do? The best thing you could do is come and let the preacher get somebody to take a Bible show you how to get saved. Whenever I was lost, I sat in a church just like this one. I raised my hand that I was lost, wasn't saved. And I got up out of my seat and I walked forward and the preacher took the Bible and showed me how to get saved. I got saved. It's the best thing I ever did. I was 19. I'm 47 now. Been saved a long time. Hadn't regretted it a bit. Not a day. Not a second. Maybe here this morning. Would you, would, you, would, you, would you say, Preacher, put me in this crowd. Pray for me. If I died, I don't know for sure I'm saved. Anyone like that? Father in heaven, we got one that raised their hand. I'm sure there's more. Lord, I pray that God, you'd give that one and even more courage to maybe come and let somebody take a Bible and show them how to get saved. There is nobody like this man called Jesus. I gladly give him my life. I gladly give him my soul. I gladly give him everything. Father, I pray that that be our heart. We give it all to Jesus. Nothing precious nor greater than him. Holy Ghost, deal with the hearts that only you can deal with. In Jesus' name, no one looking around. We're going to stand in just a moment. You raised your hand that you're not saved. I wouldn't dare embarrass you, but I wish you'd step out. Those people that sit with you or sit beside you, they'd be more than happy to slide out of the way. Let's all stand. Father in heaven, please move. In Jesus' name, no one looking around. Would you come? Church, some of you need to pray. Preacher.